Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Hippos and all these kinds of things. And Alec says, says he's going to go in a balloon the next morning. He says, why don't you let's go on a balloon? And so without thinking, which is kind of my problem, no, but actually I didn't because I told him, I can't, I can't afford it. It's uh, kind of expensive and I was broke and the only reason I was there was because John paid my way. <laughs> Amen. That's the truth. I, what can I say? And uh, so we, I went to see him off and he told me he had paid for me to go on the balloon. Well, it's five in the morning and they're blowing these balloons up and we go to get in and that's when I started thinking. <laughs> Because they put you in something that's just like about 10 feet wide. They put like 20 people. And I'm claustrophobic. And worse, you have to climb into this stinking basket. And you got to squat down in it in the dark. And man, I, got, I was like a jack-in-the-box. I popped right out of that puppy. And I'm going, this isn't going to happen. And then I look over and I see Alex's eyes, big old cat eyes. Because he's paid, I don't even know, even today, I don't know how many hundreds of dollars <laughs> he paid. He's going, get back in, get back in. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, uh, this would be horrible if I'm going to cost him a fortune. I'm not gonna. So I jump back in. Yeah. But man, I've only gotten in there for a few seconds. Oh boy. And my heart's like almost beating out of my I chest and I'm jumping up again to jump out. But by that time, we were about 100 yards up in the air. <laughs> and there'd be two broken legs. And it dawns on me, this is, is going to either be the best experience of my life or the worst. <laughs> and in fact, it's probably a little combination of both. Because right. I'm about to die, but yet I'm seeing the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And we're floating over giraffes and zebras, and I'm there with my best friend, Alec, and having a heart attack at the same time. That, to me, is life. Amen. Wave at me if you can understand what I'm saying. Amen. I wish I knew how to make life happy and fun and like a trip to Disneyland every day. But what I've learned is you do have some control over your life. Yes. Amen. Amen. And it's your faith. Say faith. So let's think about that this morning because I think one of the most important things that we can deal with is this idea of blessing. Not just, I want a blessing. How many want to wave at me if you want a blessing? Hallelujah. Amen. And, and God wants to give you. But I want to tell you, what I've found is that the secret of life isn't in getting blessing, it's in being a blessing. Amen. But even that takes a shift in your mind. And you're thinking, or else you can be a blessing and never realize, amen, how important that is and that. what it could do. So when I think of the Bible, I think of blessing. The patriarchs praying on their sons, laying their hands on them and, and speaking a word of blessing to change the course and the history of their lives. Amen. And we are Holy Ghost filled people. How many are Holy Ghost people that are here? And so we have the power of blessing. Think about that with me this morning, because I, I, I think if we're not careful, we have a tendency to drift into a mentality where we get caught up in the negative without, without even realizing it. And we can end up not being the people of blessing. Matthew 16 
to me is like the tipping point of discipleship. It was there that Jesus asked him, who am I? And they have a revelation that he's the Christ. But in that revelation, nothing's going to go the way they think it should. If you think about it, he says, now I can tell you the truth. I'm going to die. Peter says, no, you can't die. Oh, no, you're too good a guy to die. What does Jesus say? <laughs> Get thee behind me, Satan. That'd be a bummer. You're just trying to be a nice guy, trying to encourage pastor. <laughs> and he calls you Satan. <laughs> because you don't even know what spirit you're from. Woo, that's heavy. And then he tells him, he says, you've got the privilege now to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. Yeah, that's what I say. Wow. Say wow. 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 And so there's something here, and yet they're going to change the world. They're literally going to be the people that change the world. We use blessing as a salutation. We say, God bless you. Probably many of you had that said to you as you came in. But what does that mean? I have a friend that uh, he actually had a friend that had a church in Texas, and uh, next to his church, they opened up a palm reader. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's not our favorite thing as Christians. If you're a palm reader, God bless you. But, <laughs> but we're hoping you go broke. And, and this guy started praying against that palm reader and, he, and literally cursing him, saying, God, I curse this palm reader. I come against them. And the palm reader started doing better and better. And so he asked God, he said to God, because it bothered him, is because his prayers get answered. And he said, God, what are you doing? And God said, I want you to bless him, not curse him. And he said I, he, had really, he had a lot of trouble with that. Amen. And just the whole idea. Amen. And, uh, but then he did a study, and he began to realize that when it says to bless, literally, if you translate that word, you look into its derivations, all, what it means is God do your will in their life. God do your will in their life. So he began to bless the palm reader, and, and, and the guy went broke. <laughs> now, now, I don't know if he got saved or not, but <laughs> hallelujah. God began to work his will. Yes. So I want you to think about this with me because there's something so powerful in this simple but profound thought and in the direction of our life. It says in Genesis 22:17, in blessing, I will bless thee. In blessing, I will I will bless thee. And in multiplying, I'll multiply the seed of the stars of the heaven as the sandwiches upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. We're not to be conformed to the world. It tells us in Romans 12, but we're to conform ourselves to Christ. And when you think of Christ, it is astounding, isn't it? He was a real blesser. I mean, he blessed people that I have trouble blessing. A woman caught in the very act of adultery. They bring rocks for him to stone her. You know, I, honestly, I'd have at least got a little rocket hitter. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't, I, you know, I wouldn't have just said, go sin no more. Amen. But he, he's the God of blessing. In fact, if you do a study on this, what you begin to find is, is that there's something so powerful in this. In Galatians 3.13, God has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. For as written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So there's something about what Jesus has done that when we don't understand, he gave his life to break the curse. So when we start to curse as Christians, even when we think we're doing something that, I, that is good, I think in fact we're doing something that is damaging 
to the kingdom and to what Christ did and Christ's spirit. Because he is here not, not to curse, but to bless. He, he's, a, he's the one who gives joy. I, I'm going to tell you, if the disciples would have denied me as they were crucifying to beat me, I wouldn't have had fish and bread on the fire for them. <laughs> you know, not if I was God. God's the God of blessing. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. So that means something, though, and this is what I want you to think with me about. If we want to know him, we want to be like him, we want our lives to take a flow that moves with him, then we have to understand that we have to be like him. Amen. And that means that sometimes we've got to bless instead of curse. Amen. Even though this is hard. Amen. Amen. Am I making sense? Yes. Amen. Amen. Because life is easy to get upset about. And the natural thing is to be a critic. The natural, the easy thing, the easiest thing for most Christians is Christians are one of the hardest places in the world in some ways. Because if we're not careful, we become critics. Critics of everything. Critics of the music. Critics of the song. They sing off tune one song. Or this, or I don't like this, or it's too hot, or it's too cold, or too loud, or too... And we can spend our whole life <laughs> being like the critics on American Idol or something. <laughs> and, and we can be tearing down instead of building up. I, I challenge you. I challenge the first service. To give it, a, give it a try. Raise the level of your blessing this week. How many would say, I will be a blesser? Amen. Most of us. I, I challenge you. Give it a try. Just like when I went to high school, they put me in a class and they made us do experiments and cut up frogs and stuff and <laughs> see if what they said was true. I challenge you to do an experiment with your life and try being a blesser. Amen. Even look for people you don't like and bless them. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I, I would meet this friend of mine as a past, uh, this is a dangerous story, but <laughs> you're, you're all friends. <laughs> I, I would meet, I'd meet this friend, a pastor of mine at Denny's in, Den, in Denver, and, the, and our waiter was flamboyant. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, flamboyant? Yeah. And I'm an old guy, so I have some prejudices, what can yeah. I say? But, but I know, I love everybody, and I, and I, and I made intentionally... I decided I'm going to bless this guy yeah, instead right. of cursing, which is what I would have done in the past. It had just been disgusting. So I remember asking him, I said, what do you want for a tip? You want to blow a waitress or waiter away? Try it one time. So he came up and gave me the ticket. I said, what do you want for a tip? I, and he wouldn't even tell me. I said, what's the biggest tip you ever got? I'll double it. I'll tell you this, don't get a job at Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I wrote him, I wrote him a, a pretty good-sized tip for the ticket to what it was. And, well, me and this friend of mine would come every month. And I remember the next month when I came, Billy Bob or whatever his name was. Right. <laughs> and, and, and no offense, anybody, but he literally became, came out of, the, out of the restaurant, running to the parking lot going, Pastor, Pastor, come on. And, and, and seats, me, seats me there, and I said, I'm sorry, today I'm broke. But you know what he said? Oh, I don't even care. I just appreciate 
This is a world where blessings are hard to find. Wait, wave at me if you hear what I'm saying. Amen. I'm telling you, try, try it, try it. You know, John Wesley, what got him saved? He went to a guy that had murdered people in prison, and he had been studying grace and beginning to think that maybe grace was what saved us, not works. You know, and they called themselves Methodists because they had a method. They were pretty works-oriented. <laughs> Amen. But he didn't feel like he was even going to go to heaven himself. And he's talking to a guy in prison that's going to get killed the next day because he murdered a bunch of people. And he's telling him, God loves you. You can be forgiven. That guy starts weeping, gets all excited, and he's happy and Wesley's suicidal. <laughs> and that was when he read the scripture in John where he realizes that he's saved right. by grace. Right on. See, some of us need a breakthrough from religious works to grace. Yes. And how do we do it? I think we do it by giving the blessing and beginning to see the power of Christ that can come in life. James is a powerful scripture, and it talks a little about this. Amen. Jesus is a redeemer. And so I can either respond to the world in a negative or a positive. You know, Jesus knew everything. You know, I, yeah, I don't know how he did it. He knew Judas was going to betray him, and yet he washed his feet. Blessed him. Blessed him. Just before he came. There's something here that is powerful. Amen. And I, I can tell you this. I don't have a secret to make life work all the time. So bad things are going to happen. Look at the person next to you and say, bad things are going to happen. <laughs> They're going to happen. And if you respond out of the flesh, you're going to get discouraged and quit. But if you, if you come from the Spirit... You can get a glimpse of things that are destined and of the power of what God can do. And this is the power. James 3, 2 says, for many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man. And also able to br br bridle the whole body. Now he's talking about something that's very powerful here. And I think he's talking about what we say about ourselves as much as he is about talking about what we say to other people. Is there anybody here that's a, that you're your own worst critic? Come on, first altar call. Look at all these hands. You guys are a mess. This is a messed up church. Thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. And I think we need to watch what we say to ourselves. Amen. It's good to pray, but you, you ever pray and just all but cuss God out? I mean, every time I mean, God, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense at all. What? And we, we just don't turn our circumstances. We get caught in our circumstances. Listen, to, it goes on in James 3, 3 to 5. Behold, we put bits in horses' mouths that we may be obey us and we turn about their whole body. Behold, also the ships, which though they be so great, are driven by fierce winds. Yet are they turned away with a very small helm. Whatsoever the governor listeth, even as the tongue is a little member, but boasteth great things, behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Oh boy. Now, what he's talking about are the most powerful things of his generation. It would be like me saying a, a battleship, you know, or an aircraft cruise carrier, which are trillion dollar, probably billion dollar things. It's got a little rudder. But it turns, it's massive, 
thing, it turns it. Or a horse, which is the most powerful, be like a, a giant tank. And said, yet a little stirring wheel right. turns this thing. Well, your life can be turned how? By your tongue. Yeah. By your tongue. So true. It's true or false. And I think we all know it's true. We've all seen circumstances. As a counselor, when you're talking to somebody, basically you've just got to get them to start to talk different and see different. You've got to give them a new perspective. They've got to kind of catch a new vision, a paradigm, a shift in how they think. How do I do this? Well, I think it has a lot to do with what we say, especially what we say to ourselves, what we say in our car when we're driving. Maybe somebody's telling me first service that they've been cussing all the way to church. <laughs> Mad. I said, drive the same way and bless all the way. Give it a try. I learned to drive around my city and just speak a blessing. Speak a blessing. Just pray in the Holy Spirit. Speak a blessing. Amen. And begin to see what God can do if we begin to speak. Because this is what it says is this, these things. Are you controlled by your circumstances? That's most Christians. Or even our desires. So I want, I want, I want, I need. And, and we're driven by that. Amen. God can't remember that scripture Alec always quotes. Hebrews. So anyway, I'm not going to remember it even if I yell it out. But it basically says, see God. See God. Don't get, don't get full of, of, of jealousy and pride and desires, but find God. How do I find God? I think it's by blessing, by worship, by prayer, by taking some time and t taking a different thing. Most people deserve criticism. I've got eight kids. I'm going to tell you, I could spend my whole life angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? Because they don't do anything I tell them to do. <laughs> so I've, I have to learn. I've got to, and, and I could just make, be terrorize him. But yet that's what the Bible says. Don't, don't, and don't anger your children by being but bless Bless your marriage. Bless your job. Bless your circumstances. Amen. The Holy Spirit is supposed to be our guide. Amen. Uh, Prophet Isaiah said, I'm a man of unclean lips. Wow. I think he's talking about his, his repentance before that, that we can curse ourselves. I hope when I get to heaven, I don't find out I've negated many of the promises that were in my life because of my own words. Who can relate to what I'm talking about? And I just gave up. Wouldn't that be a bummer? Just before the break. Because I have seen astounding, astounding things happen in my life. Even recently, just astounding flashes of God's grace and mercy and blessing. And it's partly me and my wife. It's not that things are good. We've got all kinds of issues that we're facing just because of age. God, but God's so good. Say it with me. God's so good. God's so good. And God's so good. Amen to me. Amen. I think Jesus, if you'd have been around him, he would have said, follow me. And most people just stood and watched. But a disciple is someone that begins to take and see something new and different in that call, that destiny. I believe that the Lord is here this morning, even 
to reactivate something in some of your lives. If you feel that this morning, you feel like there's something God is wanting to reactivate, have an encounter with him, a call to follow, would you just raise your hand? You'd say, look at how many of us there are. I think we're on the edge of revival. I honestly do. I'm rooting for it. I want to see. I've seen revival. I want to see revival again. And I think he's putting it in the hearts of his people. How do we activate? I think it's when we find who we are and begin to speak blessing. It's when we can see beyond somebody's sins and somebody's failures. David Wilkerson went to the gang members of New York City. He, he, if you've read Nicky Cruz's biography, he, he made him take up the offering. Stupidest thing in the universe. <laughs> Amen. And, and Nicky almost took the offering and, and left, he says in his biography. But he made a decision. Somebody trusted him, and he was going to prove he was trustworthy. Right. And that faith turned a man. Our church, we worked with the homeless and for eight years. Uh, every Sunday, feed 150, 200 people. And they are the down and outs. Hey, but some of them are changing. It's right. astounding. And I, I have to be honest with you. There was a time we were kind of raised with a negative attitude towards people. But this guy that I'm partnering with, Mark Grego, has had, he's changed my view and my thinking. Because he sees something in them that they don't even see in themselves. And every once in a while, they catch this glimpse. I mean, I think there's some of you prophetically right now, God's wanting to grab your heart again. Amen. If that's you, raise your hand right now. Let's pray. Father, we can't do it ourselves. We are so hungry for you, God. We need fresh vision. God, we can't do it in ourselves. God, demonstrate your love for us and your blessing in our lives in a fresh and dynamic way, God. I activate the power of your vision, God, even if it's in trouble that you show that you're with us. God, we need you, and we receive you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And the way you do it is you've got to just activate it. You've got to activate it with your own words, I think. Amen. You've got to begin to speak life. In the that doesn't mean you can't reprove and rebuke and exhort. I'm not talking about some kind of cheap grace. Amen. And there are times when somebody needs uh, to be challenged, and that can be the blessing. But I do think we need to see past circumstances and problems and see the potential of God. How many of you see the potential in Kingman for revival? I mean, I'm telling you. In fact, how many would say, this week, I'm going to go around and speak blessing? I'm going to raise the level. Again, I challenge us. Let's just do it and see what happens. Literally, you can turn cities. Bethel up in Northern California is changed. But I've seen whole cities where the crime rates dropped because of revival, because of, of God's movement on what it is. Jesus died on the cross to take away the curse and to release God's will. Amen. And we have to see what others can't see. Amen. We have to see heaven, even in the midst of a fallen world. Amen. We've got to understand, Satan's been defeated. Oh, I see him all the time. He hassles me all the time. Amen. But I'm not going to let him determine my future. I think it was Martin Luther woke up and Satan was at the foot of his bed. Amen is one of the stories of Luther. And he looks up, sees Satan, and he goes, oh, it's just you, and rolled back over and went to bed. 
I don't know if I could do that, but I'm trying. I think the number one killer among Christians is their own hurts and disappointments. And they're real, but how do I break them? I've got to begin to see what Christ did for me. And grace is bigger. And, and, and my God, we are the most luckiest people in the world. God, God chose you. I don't know why all these other people are going to hell, but I'm going to heaven. Amen. I'm serious. God chose me. He chose you. How do I know? You're here. We've won the lottery. I landed in Vegas. Amen. You know, they have, they have those slots, $5 million, $20 million. Every time I go to church, there's a big sign, you know, the Colorado Lottery, $320 million. I, I'd be lying to you if I don't say, God, would you let me win? <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, that would be nothing compared to what I already have. Amen. Oh, God. That's good word. And, and, and think of Alec. I mean, Alec was headed to hell in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> He was a bad guy. He was bad. He was bad. I don't know if you listened to his preaching, but he was, he was nasty. I prayed with him. Thank you. If I never do anything in my life but pray with Alec Wilson, I'm a winner. I'm a winner because it's like, it's like Amway. You know what? You, you get a little 5% kickback whenever they buy anything. And everybody I get saved, I just get a little kickback from what they... We get to heaven. I'm serious. We're the luckiest people in the world. But if we're not careful, we don't see it because we don't say it. Yeah, let me say I'm right. I'm right. I am right. I've got a good friend, Manny Vallejo. He pastored probably 20 years and had tremendous success and, and went nations. I think he went to the Philippines 23 times or something. Just unbelievable but then then it was like his ministry fell apart and for the next 20 years he couldn't find a church to, to even hardly go to and he just struggled and he was and you know if you got a call it's really a bummer when you can't express that call right. and he was almost suicidal I mean he said he was just about backslidden and God audibly spoke to him audibly and said I brought you here to bless you and, and it changed his life. Because here he is feeling cursed, and yet he's a millionaire. How many would be blessed if you're a millionaire? I mean, my God, I'd swap my church for his million. <laughs> I'm serious. He had, he, he, he's a farrier. He likes, to, he likes horses, and he puts horseshoes on. Now, to me, that would be a nightmare. But it's, he loves it. He owns seven horses. He rides, he does everything. He's living a dream, and he's tormented. I think that's some of us. That if we're not careful, because we're not doing more, and we'll do more, my God. But I don't think you'll ever do more until you enjoy more what you already are doing. And we see God in it. And the only way we'll see it is when we begin to speak it. And to to those around us. Amen? So quickly, quickly. Amen. Amen. there's something here. Zechariah, I close with this. They face what is really an impossible situation. Amen. Zechariah, the, the, the kingdom has been destroyed because of their sin. The walls are torn down. The temple's destroyed. Yep. And uh, God says to return 
for the rebuilding of a nation. Yeah. Amen. And, and I think that's kind of where we are, yeah. even as a country. There's been some judgment. There's been some curses. And some of it's been released by the church itself, by, I don't think wrong attitudes, but wrong methods or systems. And something has been missing. Does it mean we're through, we're done? No, I think we've got to stand in the face of the rubble and the, and the problems and even the mistakes that we've made and find God. Listen to the scripture, Zechariah 4, 5, and 6. The angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he answered and spoke unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone, therefore shouting and crying, Grace unto it. When he says a mountain, I don't think it was an actual mountain. I think it was the rubble from the temple. I think it was like a mountain of trash. What had been the glory of Israel has been destroyed by their sin. And yet he says, come, prophet, and stand in front of the rubble and speak grace. And he says, I'll change the mountain of garbage into a place of grace. Amen. And that's us. That's our call. Amen. It goes on to say in 4, 8 to 10, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Hand of Zerubbabel have laid the foundations of the house. His hand shall also finish it. And he did. He built the temple again. And he took the trash and built it again, and it was the foundation of the nation. His hand shall also finish it, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. For who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven that are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole world. Speak grace. It's almost the same thing as blessing, isn't it? And I challenge some of us to go home and cry grace over our house, over our family, over our backslidden kids. Amen. To, To speak life. Amen. Instead of death. Amen. And, 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 and let God show us what can be different and what can change. Amen. How do we do it? I think there's a couple of keys. One is we've got to see this isn't based on us, but based on Jesus. It's what he's done and what he is. Uh, I said I, I didn't think I could get saved for years because I, I, I just never stayed saved. You know what I mean? And so I'd tell people, I'd tell Christians, they'd witness to me. I'd say, I've tried. It doesn't work for me. I think I've, I'm, I'm the cursed. And they would just look at me and shake their head and go, oh, well, that's too bad. <laughs> and I'm serious. So a friend of mine, Randy Miller, who I, <laughs> but I don't have time for it. <laughs> I led him to the Lord, believe it or not. He, he was drunk. I was drunk. And he came and asked me to pray. And I had enough sense to kneel down and pray with him. Good deal. Yeah, yeah. Say after me, Jesus, and he got saved. He saved. He lives just a few miles. We got together the other day, but he looked at me and he said, "Ron, why aren't you saved? Why don't you give your life?" I said, "I've tried. It doesn't work. It doesn't work for me." He said, "You're a liar." Yeah, he said, "What do you mean? I'm a liar. I'm not a liar. Yes, you are, because Jesus said He died for everyone." And that night I got saved. But this is what I did. I said, "God, I'm going to give you 30 days." I know some people say you can't do it, but I did it. 
And I literally did. That night, I, I went back to my house and made some decisions. I quit drinking, quit doing dope. Next day, I told Joe Weidinger, I'm going to be a Christian. He said, me too. <laughs> and and we, it, was, it was probably the most boring month of my life. Right. I mean, seriously, because I, I didn't have a church. I didn't know what I was doing. And when I found a church, I didn't even like anything they were doing. They were singing old stupid songs. I'm a rock and roller, you know, rock of ages, clap for me. I don't even know what they're saying. Trying to read my Bible. My God, it gets boring after two or three hours. But here's the key. I kept going. I kept going. Some of us this morning need to make a covenant that we're going to give God 30 days. And we're going to, we're going to fill our life with more of the Holy Spirit. With more of the positive. Who hears the Holy Ghost in what I'm saying? It doesn't even have to be a lot more, just a little more. If you don't pray at all, pray five minutes. If you don't read any of the Bible, read a verse or two, chapters. Raise the level and see if that blessing, in blessing, I will bless thee. I've seen it in my life. I tell story after story. And you know it, though, too. How many say, I know it? I know it. Father, we release the kingdom. We release the spirit of God, the power of revelation, change, transformation, the power of our tongues. God, we give them to you. While every head's bowed, every eye's closed, is there anyone here this morning that's not saved? You'd like to give your life to Christ. You'd raise your hand. You'd say, I'm not saved, but I want to get saved. I see this hand. Anyone else? Join this, brother. You just raise your hand. Kind of hard to see, but I'm looking. Hold it up for a minute. I see another hand. Anyone backslidden? You've slipped away. Do you want to come back? Amen. And God's dealing with you. You'd raise your hand. You'd say, turning point for me. I see this hand. Anyone else? I want us to all pray together. And you especially that have raised your hand, this is a moment, significant moment. As you pray this prayer, I want you to covenant in your heart that this is going to be the beginning of change. Yes. That's all you have to do. I did it in a, little, in a restaurant in Flagstaff, Arizona, Little America, sitting at a coffee shop, right and prayed a simple prayer, and then got up and changed my life. You going to change your life? I believe you. Pray this with me, and anybody that wants to. Father, Father. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I ask you to forgive me for my sins, for my negativity, and I receive the power of your death and resurrection. I receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Teach me. Guide me. I will serve you. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's do a couple quick things. Before we do, well, one, one especially, one I, and you've kind of done it, but as just a public declaration, it says confess our faults one to another, it's good for us to do it. If you'd say, I'm going to bless more, and you'd say, this week, I'm going to make it an intention to bless more, I want you to stand to your feet. I don't want to embarrass you, but I just want you to stand. This is something you're doing before God. Amen. If you don't, you're, you don't have to do this, nobody's going to police you. Pastor Poole may walk around following you with a camera, but don't worry about it. 
I'm telling you, it'll change your life. Amen. It'll change your marriage. It'll change your deal. One other crazy story. I know a guy in Texas. He had gophers. And he tried to poison them, dynamite them. And he literally went at one in the morning so nobody would know he was doing it and blessed the gophers. Can you see him? Put his hands out and stretched and said, God, I bless the gophers. Send them to greener pastures. Send them to the golf course or something, you know. And the next morning, they were all gone. <laughs> now, I don't know if you can do that, but I can tell story after story of crazy things that I've seen when you start to be a blesser. <clears throat> and lives have changed. Let's pray together. In fact, reach over and grab the hand of somebody standing next to you. And let's just really do pray and encourage each other. And even if you talk to each other this week, ask, have you blessed anyone? When you go today, bless the waitress, bless the gas station attendant. Amen. Speak a blessing. Pray a prayer. Amen. We can bring light into the dark. Father, we release the power of blessing in our lives and in those around us, God. Give us, give us a prophetic destiny and call. Let us speak. Amen to the world, your promise, and your grace. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn to the person next to you and say, God bless you. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.